Well, it's uh, now 14 minutes before 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Jordan Hill-Lewis, who is the mayor of the city of Cape Town. So following Minister Jose Enzo Ramachupa's announcement last year that ESCOM intends to install smart meters in homes across the country in order to reduce the pressure on the national grid, the city of Cape Town has become the first city um, in South Africa to run an innovative voluntary demand reduction program called the Power Heroes Program. According to the mayor of Cape Town, the program is designed to assist the city to end load shedding and Jordan Hill Lewis is now joining us on the line. Mayor, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Alton. Great to be with you. So I find it very fascinating. Um, I, I, and when I when I when I heard the minister make the announcement last year that this is the intention that ESCOM has, and I spoke to an expert who then said that quote quote it's it's impossible. You can't uh, remotely control um, the usage of of electrical appliances. But here you have come up with a device. Tell us more about it. Mm. Oh, no, no, it's, not, it's definitely not impossible. It's, it's very possible. It's just a simple uh, Wi-Fi-enabled device that switches on, your, your, switches on and off your, your keys at during peak hours. Uh, and it's entirely voluntary. I know the, the minister said that you know, these things are going to be installed across South Africa, and it sounded compulsory, and people freaked out about that. But ours, ours is entirely voluntary. We're asking people to be power heroes and sign up for this program. You get the device, it's, it, it, it works remotely. Uh, during peak hours when the grid is under most pressure, the, the city will remotely toggle off your geyser for two hours. Uh, you won't even feel the difference because uh, you know a geyser doesn't cool down in, in two hours. And then if enough people sign up, we're looking for 30,000 uh, households to sign up. We estimate that'll get us to 60 megawatts of power which is enough to save an entire stage of load shedding for the city. So while, you know, Cape Town is already one stage lower than the, than the rest of the country always, and sometimes we we two stages lower, we can now be uh, either permanently two stages lower or even, uh, you know, one, uh, an extra stage. So so it's it, it, the potential is massive. So how does this work? Is it only for um, for the geezers? It's only for the geezers, yes. Uh, you, you can you can actually volunteer to to put other heavy heavy duty things on it, like your pool pump. Mm-hmm. But I think most people don't run their pool pump. If they do have a pool, they don't run it during during peak hours anyway. Uh, so I think for for the huge majority of people, it'll, it'll just be their their geezer. Uh, but we actually have opened it. We've allowed it to. You, you can voluntarily include other things if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you 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 sign up. You get the device. The device is then installed. Yes, um, we pay for it. We pay for the installation. Sure. So does that mean, as the household, you're no longer in control of the of the geyser? Do, yes, do you give do you give over control of the geyser to the city? That's right. So the the it will be toggled off during the peak hours. Uh, so it's not it's not going to be kind of. Uh, you don't know what's going on. Mm. The city will tell you. We go. You know, the grid is under pressure. Uh, you 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 get a message to say, right, it's toggled off, and it's off for the next two hours or something like that, and and then it comes back on again. And hopefully, you won't even feel the difference because uh, you know a geezer is is on for for most of the day, and so and we get sixty megawatts of power for the whole city. Yeah, um, and do you know that from businesses, how much you you expect to save if businesses do sign up, outside of just the households? So businesses can sign up, uh, but I suspect that 
it'll only be those businesses who who are not operating at, at peak hours. If they have heavy machinery, they you know they need those. Right, uh, but it is open to businesses as well, and they will help us reach the 60 megawatt target. Our target is 60 megawatts that we need to save so that we can. Do it. That's a whole stage of load shedding. And and with this device, is the city then able to say, like, let's say, for instance, now we we were just reporting on um, the thunderstorms that happened in in the Karua, is that if there's a disaster that has hit a specific area in Cape Town, that based on that, then the city can say that only target this particular area instead of tar- targeting the entire city. Yes, this this allows you to work device by device. It's, oh, incredible. It's, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of high tech stuff. It's not a very new technology, to mm-hmm. be honest. The Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi upgrade is what's new, but people will have heard of of what used to be called the the old Ripple control devices. Some people might still have Ripple control devices installed in their uh, houses now, but those used to be manually operated. Now it's it's uh, upgraded yeah, to the Wi-Fi. Technology. Those are the, like the timer plug sockets. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the State of the Nation address is coming up. Um, we got the um, state of readiness from the presiding officers of parliament. They also told us that um, the budget is 6.5 million. Mayor, how much are you charging parliament for the use of the city hall? I think I think we're giving it to them for free. We've certainly done that in recent years. But let me just let me see if I can find a staff member here to confirm that. But I think it's free, Eldrin. Yeah. So you think that it's free? Yes. Because I remember that previous owners were also told, um, this is now after the fire, that there is a cost involved in having the State of the Nation taking place at uh, the City Hall. Oh, I mean, there will definitely be a cost because we won't, you know, they, they take over, I'm looking at the City Hall right now, they've taken over the entire precinct. There's police everywhere, there's uh, marquee tents everywhere, they've got fencing around the entire place. But that's all the things that they want to do. They bring in. Uh, Wi-Fi modems and and so on. Uh, the, the the cost of the venue itself in 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 previous years it has been totally free, and I'm trying to find someone here that can confirm it is the same again this year. So while that person tries to confirm that, um, your expectations from the president, I see that you've issued a statement, and one of the issues that you have high on the agenda is crime. Yes, absolutely, because we, you know we have this incredible phenomenon of uh, dirty, corrupt police officers uh, selling weapons from inside police stations to to gangs. And that is devastating. Uh, You know, our officers work so hard to recover those weapons. Last year, 447 weapons our our Metro Police officers took off the streets. Many of them, by the way, weapons that can be traced back to the police. And then we go and we take those guns and we hand them over at a police station for safekeeping. And then you have this unbelievable, unacceptable situation that we had uh, last week where 30, or in this case, sorry, 15 weapons were were stolen out of the Mitchell's Mitchell's Plain police station back into the gang's hands. And let's be clear, they are not stolen. They are sold. They are sold from someone inside that police station. And that we have to have the president's attention to this. It's happening all over the country. Do you know how many weapons were taken, taken again, I say in inverted commas, uh, from the police last year? More than 760 weapons uh, across the country were made their way from the police to gangs. So it's, it's, more, it's more 
than all the weapons we took off the street in, with our hardworking mm-hmm. officers. It's very disheartening when that happens. So we've got to have attention to that. Yeah, and, and the point that has been raised with regards to that as well is that police officers are involved. You've made this point now as well. But then how do we deal with that particular element because it speaks to the individual and their integrity? Do you think that um, the the rules as well as uh, the tightening of the screws are not being done efficiently within the system? What should happen? Yes, I mean, we've had so much community outrage in Mitchell's plan now that finally one police officer has been arrested and, and charged uh, and and placed on suspension. But at that exact same police station a few years ago, there was another theft, and uh, there is no accountability so far as we can tell for that earlier so-called theft, again, I say in inverted commas. And this is just one police station. This is happening all over the country. As I said, 760 weapons last year were, were uh, made their way from police hands to, to criminals' hands instead of the other way around. Uh, so I just don't think that it's a, a problem that the police takes nearly seriously enough uh, and, and, and that there are ways of enforcing accountability. In the Metro Police, all of our officers have got weapons. Those weapons are stored at our Metro Police stations, and we have got no weapons going missing. The, the, the weapons are responsibly destroyed when, when they reach the end of their life and, and we buy new ones. And so, you know, if you have the right systems in place and the right accountability mechanisms, you can actually stop this, uh, this crisis of, of, of basically where SAPS is the biggest supplier of weapons to the criminal underworld. Uh, a quick final one, Mayor, going back to the devices that you'll be installing. A question here from one of, from one of our listeners. Hi, Aldrin, please ask the Mayor um, if this device will decrease the life of the geezer. Last week, our fairly new microwave blew when the power came back after load shedding. We unfortunately had to buy a new one. So do you know mm. about the impact that it has on the durability of uh, the geezers? Well, look, many, many people in South Africa already switch the geezer on and off through the day to save electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I know personally I do that. I've got one of those old-fashioned devices that we spoke about earlier where you, where you set a timer and it switches it on and off through the day. And that doesn't affect the lifespan uh, of the geezer so far as I'm aware. Uh, and so this is doing exactly the same thing. It's just, doing it, it's just removing the manual elements. It's, it's adding the Wi-Fi capability to that. Uh, so I don't think it will negatively impact the, the lifespan. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Jordan Hill-Lewis is uh, the mayor of the city of Cape Town. Uh, Rochelle de Kock just sent a text as well, uh, X, saying that we've had those geezers, um, geezer devices at the Nelson Mandela Bay municipality for many years now. It helped them switch off geezers at times to avert power cuts during stage one load shedding.